Good morning, Madi. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, Dustin. Good morning to you as well, brother. Yeah, so I want to welcome everybody to our Soul Focus podcast series. Um, one of the things we want to get, get into today for our listening audience is, you know, a lot of people ask us, I mean, they see our shirts, they know we're the Soul Focus group, they see our shirts saying Soul Focus. So many people wonder, what is that about? How, how did that come to life? And one of the things I like for us to really discuss today is what does that really mean for us to be so focused? And, you know, Madi, we talk a lot about the integration of spiritual and social consciousness. And so really want to just dive right into that uh, and get your perspective and help our listening audience to understand what does it mean when we talk about being so focused and integrating spiritual and social consciousness? I think, you know, that's a, a very, very uh, critical subject to touch on. And everything that we that we have implemented or made a part of our process has every has, was was created by a need. It's like it wasn't something that just came up out of the out of the blue. There was a need that needed to be uh, fulfilled or spoken to, and actually we were divinely guided into what we created that we call soul focus. And so soul focus is sort of like is what happens when social consciousness and spiritual consciousness are integrated into one consciousness. It creates a focus that causes you to think more like soul than like ego. Hmm. So the more soul focused you become, the more you are actually in harmony with your authentic expression, with your natural expression. And so the way soul thinks, soul thinks like our natural expression. So how it approaches things and how it how it, we are driven when we're thinking like soul is we're thinking about showing up whole in every moment you know and it's not like how do i show up whole you know it's because I, I can show up whole all the time as long as i don't try to be something that i'm not mm. and and when we were thinking like ego we were always showing up trying to be something that we are not which is the one thing you know that's like if you're trying to be something and you're not, you're guaranteed to fail because the only thing you're guaranteed to be successful at is being you. That's the one guarantee the universe has given every human being. I guarantee you that if you be you, you're going to be the best version. You're going to be the best that you can be if you be you. So so uh, hold on for a second, Madi, because you, you said something very, um, very appealing to me. Literally, you're saying that we often or many of us will show up not being ourselves, which is almost counterintuitive because most people are like, I I'm, what do you mean not being myself? Can you say a little bit more about that? Like, what are, what are the, how do you know when you're not operating from a soul place that you're showing up other than yourself? Well, when you're showing up other than yourself, you're never fully present. You are either, you know, stuck dealing with something in the past or you are focusing on something in the future. And neither the future or the past or thing or places that your body can go. Mm. So you will know when you are not fully present or when you are not being authentic. It's because you won't be all the way in your body. Mm. And, you know, I can't tell you how many places and things that I've participated in in my life where I was hardly ever fully in my body. You know, mm. because what, what soul wants is a, a complete experience. So every experience where we are that we create for ourselves and where we are not fully present 
uh, because we are time traveling in our mind in the future or time traveling in our mind in the past and our bodies left to stay in, stay in the now, th- those become incomplete experiences that create confusion in our, in our brain computer or in our internal system. It creates confusion because we don't really know what to do with incomplete experiences. So we create so many incomplete experiences and the, the trouble with the incomplete experience is that we don't want to take responsibility for being the ones who incompleted them or who created them. Because the world has us to believe that our experiences are not our creation when in reality they are. So, but I don't want to, I don't want to, that, that takes us in another direction or stay focused on this whole thing with soul. So soul is thinking complete whole experience. To have a complete and whole experience, you have to show up being your authentic self. And authentic I would say that to the listener, when you think of authentic, because I, I remember I remember doing a lecture at I think it was Columbia University in New York, and when I talked about authentic, most of the students said they didn't really know what authentic was, wow. and it sort of sort of put me on the spot on the spot because of course they asked me what was authentic, and I was like, what would be the best way to describe authentic? And it came to me, you know, spirit spoke to me and said. Authentic is unpredictable and spontaneous. Mm-hmm. That's always authentic. The moment you start premeditating what you're going to do before you do it, you're no longer authentic. You're going into the stage of acting now. That's the realm of ego. Who am I supposed to be for other people? How am I supposed to look for other people? Now, the, 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 the power that soul wants us to come into is the power of natural expression, which is our spontaneous and unpredictable responses to life in real time. That's natural expression. So natural expression and authentic, almost they're almost identical, right? Right. And so one of the things, as you know, Dustin, one of, what we discovered was that in doing this social justice work, this anti-racism work, there were very few people showing up fully present. There were very few people uh, having complete experiences. And so, like I said earlier, with all of these incomplete experiences, our lives become filled with stuff we don't know what to do with, which then causes us to doubt who we are or to, to not know how to apply ourselves. So what we do, especially like people who are driven towards social justice, we focus on trying to fix other people. Because that's a, it's because it, we, we can understand, quote unquote, how to do that in our mind better, but it's not really true. So we focus all of our intention on changing other people. Meanwhile, we are just we are just racking up all these incomplete experiences. <laughs> right, right. Right. Just racking them up. And what's, and what's happening is is creating uh, uh, the conflict and drama internally in ourselves that we then manifest outside of ourselves. And then we become addicted to drama. Right. Uh, and this is, the, I, I, you know, I know that as a people, in terms of African-American, black people, we have experienced a lot of trauma. We've been put in a position where I think it's a great opportunity, but at the same time, if you don't see it the right way, it can seem like a punishment, so to speak. But we've been put in a situation where we're going to have to, we're going to have to take responsibility, not for what was done to us, but for what experiences we created from what was done to us. Mm. Because we've created a whole bunch of experiences through the events that were done to us that actually do more to hold us down than, it, than, than set us free. Right. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. Right. 
I do. And so in the social justice movement, you see a lot of what I call addiction to drama, addiction to trauma, addiction to pain, addiction to all those things. And even when people come with possible solutions to get rid of or cure whatever the ailment is, there's always a fight to, for the person not to cure it. I would say, Mahdi, and, and as you lay out the addiction to drama, conflict, pain, struggle, addiction to substances, addiction to you know, gambling, a lot of habits mm-hmm. that are responsive to trauma. You know, how, how have you seen, because you know, when I think about the soul-focused psychology that we're bringing to the world and we're right. introducing to our listeners right now and to, to people around the country as we do our different workshops, I want people to really place themselves uh, in that addiction so they can see that there's more for them and how soul-focused psychology can help be a, 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 a psychology of liberation for them, which it fundamentally is. So right. if you could just speak to, to both how you've seen it play out concretely in the movement and how it's a spirit of liberation, even more concretely than you are, maybe. Right. Well, I, I, I must, let me say this, because you just said a mouthful, and that is soul-focused psychology is really the GPS out of ego madness. So if we're going to get out of the madness that comes with thinking like ego all the time and bring it into our lives, which when we think like ego, what it does is just keeps creating incomplete experiences. So I want to give you an example of incomplete experience before we before we answer that question that you asked, because in order for a person to really get what we're saying, they have to understand how detrimental incomplete experiences are. All right. So imagine you are having a conversation with your boss. And your boss says some things to disrespect you. And you want to say something. I mean, the spirit inside of you is driving you to say something, you know, uh, but you don't say anything at all. And, and then when the conversation is over, you walk out, you're upset, but you swallowed it. Mm-hmm. And when you get away from that conversation, what happens in your mind? You start judging yourself, start saying, I wish I had, I wish I did. Why didn't I? Right. Start this really disempowered narrative in your mind. Right. And so what essentially is going on, that conversation is still going on inside your head. And to you, it is just the conversation is is still unfolding. And if it it, depended on how how serious the conversation was to in order for us to try to escape that past moment and get back in the present, We'll call a friend up on the phone and lie to the friend and tell the friend we said what we really wanted to say when we didn't. Right, right. Now, I know, I, I, you know, we've been in the front of audiences, thousands and thousands of people, and everybody attested this. It's a common, it's a common uh, habit, ego-based habit that we have picked up in this world. So here it is. You, you, you're stuck and you're trying to free yourself. So you tell somebody what you should have done but didn't do because you're trying to release yourself. Now, this is an example of an incomplete experience because, you know, you have to wait till another time comes around where you're going to be faced with a conversation with someone and they're going to say something and you want to respond where you are going to then be tested. OK, now I'm going to respond in real time until that moment, that moment, that experience will be incomplete and it will cause the mind to become trapped in a certain part of time until until you get another now moment to be able to do it in real time. Right. So now imagine your life stacked up with nothing but incomplete experiences, experiences that you did not show up in fully. Because every, every event that we show up to that we are not fully present in 
we will create incomplete experiences. Right. Mm. So soul focused psychology is a psychology about showing up complete, mm. showing up whole, thinking whole from the beginning. Because remember, we call we say that soul focused psychology also means divine identity psychology. Like, right. how do we show up when we see ourselves in our divine light? How do we show up whole? How do we show up when we know that we are complete already and we stop believing the lies that were fed to us about us being incomplete and us needing to do something to make to improve ourselves when the reality is we just got to be ourselves and it has built in improvement and evolution in being in, in, in the first place. Right. Right. And, and Madi, you know, we're, we're, we're getting close to the to the end of this specific podcast. And you said so much. And I know we're going to continue this conversation in the next podcast. But I want to give you an opportunity because you, you brought up ego madness. We're going to talk more and more in depth about that because most people think ego when they hear ego or ego madness they're still stuck in the uh, uh, limited understanding of what ego means and not really getting the breadth and depth of how the ego impacts our lives and keeps us from being connected to our divine identity and to, right. to really manifesting soul psychology in the world and we definitely want to touch on that but do you want to say anything to wrap that up um well, you know, I was I, I wanted to get to the answer that the question that you had asked me about how do we we saw this showing up in the in the social justice movement. We saw it especially among leadership where leadership wasn't able to work with each other. There was a lot of lying, a lot of covering up of, you know, of trauma and things that individuals were struggling with. We were doing the work with other people trying to change other people, but we weren't doing the work on ourselves which is why there was no spiritual and social integration because spiritual is just represents the relationship you have with yourself and social is the relationship you have with others in the outside world. So we were so focused on our relationships with others, especially when it, it comes time to pointing out what they're doing wrong and what they need to fix. <laughs> right. Talk about addiction. But, right. But we were not at all doing the work on the relationship with ourselves, which is the common denominator denominator relationship it's the centerpiece of all our relationships It's the fastest way to transform any unwanted condition in your relationships to transform yourself right so soul focused psychology is really the path to that the path to what we would say redemption really is and that's you getting back in the your the rhythm of your whole self the rhythm of your divine self right which is which is not ruled by fear when you're in ego madness you're being ruled by fear it ain't even real fear. It's virtual reality fear. Right. So right. I'll stop right there. And when we when we come back, where we could we could jump off into some of this stuff, but also just talk about our history. Because we want people to know that, you know, we discovered these things, uncovered these things in ourselves because we accepted the struggle, because we admitted to ourselves that we weren't getting the results that we wanted to get. And we and we wanted to get the results. We were more committed to the results than we were to how we looked as leaders. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Madi. And I think it's, it's going to be beautiful for us to share our story. You know, a lot of times when we're engaging in this work, we tend to come, you know, those of us who are in the front of the room as if we're on the mountaintop. But I think us being able to bear our story, there's there's redemption for everyone in our story. And our story is indicative of the stories of so many other people. So I'm right. excited, excited to continue this conversation um, to our listeners. Stay tuned. Uh, more will be revealed. We love you. Peace.